Captain Fluellen, come you from the bridge? I assure you there is very excellent services committed at the bridge. Is the Duke of Exeter safe? The Duke of Exeter is as magnanimous as Agamemnon, and a man that I love and honor with my soul and my heart and my duty and my life and my living and my utmost power. He is not, God be praised and blessed, any hurt in the world, but keeps the bridge most valiantly with excellent discipline. There is an ancient lieutenant there at the bridge. I think in my very conscience, he is as valiant a man as Mark Antony, and he is a man of no estimation in the world, but I did see him do as gallant service. What do you call him? He is called Ancient Pistol. I know I'm not. Here is the man. Captain, I thee beseech to do me favors. The Duke of Exeter doth love thee well. Aye, I praise God, and I have merited some love at his hands. Bardolph, a soldier firm and sound of heart and of buxom valor, hath by cruel fate and giddy fortune's thick by cruel fate and giddy fortune's furious fickle wheel, that goddess blind that stands upon the rolling restless stone. By your patience, ancient pistol, fortune is painted blind with a muffler afore his eyes to signify to you that fortune is blind. And she is painted also with a wheel to signify to you, which is the moral of it, that she is turning and inconstant and mutability and variation. And her foot, look you, is fixed upon a spherical stone, which rolls and rolls and rolls. And in good truth, the poet makes a most excellent description of it. Fortune is an excellent moral. Fortune is Bardolph's foe and frowns on him, for he hath stolen a pax and hanged must to be a damned death. Let gallows gape for dog, let man go free, and let not hemp his windpipe suffocate. But Exeter hath given the doom of death for packs of little price. Therefore go speak, the Duke will hear thy voice, and let not Bardolph's vital thread be cut with the edge of penny cord and vile reproach. Speak, Captain, for his life, and I will requite thee. Ancient Pistol, I do partly understand your meaning. Why then rejoice, therefore? Certainly, Anchen, it is not a thing to rejoice at, for if, look you, he were my brother, I would desire the Duke to use his good pleasure and put him to execution, for discipline ought to be used. Die and be damned, and Fico for thy friendship. It is well. The fig of Spain. Very good. Why, this is an errant counterfeit rascal. I remember him now, a bod, a cut purse. I'll assure you, I uttered as brave words at the bridge as you shall see in a summer's day. But it is very well. What he has spoke to me, that is well, I warrant you, when time is served. Why, tis a gull, a fool, a rogue, that now and then goes to the wars to grace himself at his return into London under the form of a soldier. And such fellows are perfect in the great commander's names, and they will learn you by rote which services were done as such and such a sconce, at such a breach, at such a convoy. Who came off bravely, who was shot, who was disgraced, what terms the enemy stood on. And this they con perfectly in the phrase of war, which, which they trick up with new tuned oaths. And what a beard of the generals cut in a horrid suit of the camp will do among foaming bottles and ale-washed wits is wonderful to be thought on. But you must learn to know such slanders of the age or else you may be marvelously mistook. I tell you what, Captain Gower, I do perceive he is not the man that he would gladly make show to the world he is. If I find a hole in his coat, I will tell him my mind. Hark you, the king is coming and I must speak with him from the bridge. 
God bless your majesty. How now, Flewellen? Camest thou from the bridge? Aye, so please your majesty. The Duke of Exeter has very gallantly maintained the bridge. The French has gone off, look you, and there is gallant and most brave passages. Mary, the adversary, was have possession of the bridge, but he is enforced to retire, and the Duke of Exeter is master of the bridge. I can tell your majesty the Duke is a brave man. What men have you lost, Fluan? The perdition of the adversary hath been very great, reasonable great. Mary, for my part, I think the Duke hath lost never a man, but one that is like to be executed for robbing a church. One Bardolph, if your majesty know the man. His face is all bubbles and whelks and knobs and flames of fire, and his lips blow at his nose, and it is like a coal of fire, sometimes blue and sometimes red, but his nose is executed and his fire's out. We would have all such offenders so cut off. And we give express charge that in our marches through the country there be nothing compelled from the villages, nothing taken but paid for, none of the French upbraided or abused in disdainful language. For when levity and cruelty play for a kingdom, the gentler gamester is the soonest winner. You know me by my habit. Well then, I know thee. What shall I know of thee? My master's mind. Unfold it. Thus says my king, Say thou to Harry of England, Though we seem dead, we did but sleep. Advantage is a better soldier than rashness. Tell him we could have rebuked him at Harfleur, But that we thought not good to braze an injury Till it were full ripe. Now we speak upon our cue, and our voice is imperial. England shall repent his folly, see his weakness, and admire our sufferance. Bid him, therefore, consider of his ransom, which must proportion the losses we have borne, the subjects we have lost, the disgrace we have digested, which in wait to re-answer his pettiness would bow under. For our losses, his exchequer is too poor. For the effusion of our blood, the muster of his kingdom too faint a number. And for our disgrace, his own person kneeling at our feet but a weak and worthless satisfaction. To this at defiance, and tell him for conclusion, he hath betrayed his followers whose condemnation is pronounced. So far, my king and master, so much my office. What is thy name? I know thy quality. Mountjoy. Thou dost thy office fairly. Turn thee back and tell thy king I do not seek him now, but could be willing to march on to Calais without impeachment, for to say the sooth, though tis no wisdom to confess so much unto an enemy of craft and vantage, my people are with sickness, much enfeebled, my numbers lessened, and those few I have almost no better than so many French, who when they were in health, I tell thee, Harold, I thought upon one pair of English legs did march three Frenchmen, yet forgive me, God, that I do brag thus, this your heir of France hath blown that vice in me, I must repent, go therefore, Tell thy master, here I am. My ransom is this frail and worthless trunk, 
my army but a weak and sickly guard. Yet God before, tell him we will come on, though France himself and such another neighbor stand in our way. There's for thy labor, Montjoy. Go bid thy master well advise himself. If we may pass, we will. If we be hindered, we shall your tawny ground with your red blood discolor. And so, Montjoy, fare you well. The sum of all our answer is but this. We would not seek a battle as we are, nor as we are, we say, we will not shun it. So tell your master. I shall deliver so. Thanks to your highness. I hope they will not come upon us now. We are in God's hand, brother, not in theirs. March to the bridge. It now draws towards night. Beyond the river we'll encamp ourselves, and on tomorrow bid them march away. <laughs>